will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, the podcast with advice so succulent it'll dribble right down the jowls of your knowledge and pool on the napkin of uncertainty. Hi. If you would like some of our rich, dripping advice, you can write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com. Tonight, I am Roger Hart, who did the original concept art for Jacob Rees-Mogg. This is Mr. Dave Convery, Steve Bannon's yoga lattes instructor. He's surprisingly pliant. And Miss Lucy Boys, the Coracle Oracle. Ask me about traditional Welsh crafts. We will. This week's question is about nookie. Yes, the spot of the old horizontal jogging. Dear, we will fix you. There. A friend of mine, really, actually, old meaning of literally asking for a friend, he's too shy to write in, has been having a lot of casual sex lately and feeling guilty about it. The problem seems at its worst immediately after one-off encounters that he knows aren't going anywhere else. I think he's worried he's taking advantage. What kind of advice could I give him when he talks about it? Ms. Boyd. So first of all, I'm, I'm fascinated that this person is capable of casually sticking it in a lot of women. And we have context, I should say, to know that these are women. This is a, this is a hetero-casual fling thing we're talking about. But that they can stick it in this many women and still be too shy to write into an anonymous advice podcast about it. That's kind of, I don't know, I just enjoyed that a lot. Um, so, okay, number one for you, our letter writer, do you actually want to help this person? Is that the kind of friendship that you have? Is this consensual help giving? So I think if not, you get to say, dude, I really can't help you with this sexual morality issue. Have you tried talking to a therapist about this? Because this is ultimately his problem and not yours. Assuming you do want to help, I think the most helpful thing you can do is to ask some prompting questions to encourage your friend to think more about what's going on for them emotionally while this is happening. So number one, do they know what is motivating the casual sex in the first place, especially if it's making them feel bad afterwards? Is casual sex the actual desired activity or is it a stand-in for or motivated by something else? You know, desire for a serious relationship, loneliness, horniness, low self-esteem, there's a bunch of reasons why this might be happening. Number two, can they pinpoint what's making them feel specifically bad afterwards? Is it something to do with the other people in the interaction? Is it only about them and their feelings? When do they get bummed out, as it were? Uh, before the act, during the act, immediately after, while the person is still there, later on while they're alone. I think getting them to focus as hard as they can on those feelings and what are prompting them would be really helpful. Now, sometimes uh, casual sex can be displacement activity because your actual goals feel too hard or even impossible to achieve. So you might get some mileage out of encouraging them to think about the vision for their life, either the whole thing or their romantic or sex life specifically. Is there something that they wish they were achieving, a job, relationship, a creative endeavor, but they're not because of barriers or inhibitions and they're doing this instead? And if that's the case, what can they do to unlock, a, unlock the thing or break down those barriers? You know, can they redirect the energy that they're currently putting into casual sex into actually making this thing happen instead and seeing if it makes them more fulfilled? I think another pertinent question is, what's their end game? Is, is this a phase? Is this their new thing that they enjoy doing all the time? Is this fulfilling for them, but they're actually scared it's gross or harmful to the women involved? Is it, as we've said, a replacement for something else? How long are they intending to do this for? Where does it fit into the rest of their life? And then I think if they're concerned about 
hurting or exploiting their sex partners, there is very good news. The internet has a ton of good resources on making sure you have enthusiastic consent, talking about your feelings and relationships and sex contexts. I think it's not exactly cool for your friend to do this a lot and then hope the other person is okay with it just because they didn't say they weren't okay with it. It's much better to use your words and establish consent and make sure everyone's happy with the setup as it is rather than hoping for something else out of it. Um, and that, you know, there's, there's the gender angle here. If, if your friend has ideas like, which, you know, society promotes to some extent, like men only ever want casual sex and women only ever want serious relationships and casual sex is hurtful or second best for women, then your friend almost certainly needs to go and do some reading about gender and sex positivity. And again, the internet is absolutely full of really good resources on this. Um, I mean, it's not impossible, as far as I'm concerned, to have truly casual sex without anyone getting hurt. So if this is what your friend actually wants, and also actually what the other person wants, that is great. But the important thing is establishing that this is indeed actually what your friend wants, and establishing through communication that this is indeed actually what the other person wants. And I, think I would say as a footnote to that, if the idea of talking about consent and desire in more detail with their casual sex partner sounds really difficult or impossible or gross, that's probably a good sign that this person shouldn't be having the amount of casual sex they're having. Go back to the bit about thinking about their feelings and consider therapy and do a lot of that before trying again, is my advice. Hmm. Solid. Hmm. What does Mr. Connery have for us? Uh, basically the same thing, but in a slightly different voice. Sorry. Um, Delicious. We, we, we don't normally give it advice on giving advice, and I'm not sure that I appreciate being forced into this metatextual context. I just want that up front. I'll still do my best, but I don't, I don't appreciate it. Uh, also, you as Miss Boy said, your friend can write to us anonymously, so it is very kind of you to cover for their presumed illiteracy. But as, as with that, you may be overstepping your bounds here. Coruscating sexual guilt is the God-given right of each and every Englishman, and it is not your place to rob them of that. As I said, we're off, we're off, we're off on the wrong foot here, so we, we, we're going to try and fix your problems. Let's have a crack at it. First of all, how bad is it? Are, are they sort of turning up to the pub occasionally and saying, Hey, lads, I've done some more doinking, and I don't feel great about it, to be perfectly honest. Or... Is it something worse than that? Is it different each time? Do they fundamentally just not know what they want or have they not realized that what they want is different from what they're actually doing? So if it's a fairly sort of low level thing, then you can help and the best way you can help is by getting them to actually interrogate their feelings. That's realistically the only sane thing to do. Is, is to use sort of teasing questions and sort of coaching methodology to sort of drag out what they're actually feeling and what the issue is and what the disconnect between the random Tinder doinking and what they actually want out of life is. If it's more than that, if it's in any way more complicated, I would say push them towards therapy, even like a, a short course with a therapist, you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean, you know, you need to dive into years years of therapy. They can put aside a set amount of money or a set amount of time to interrogate it with a professional and hopefully understand themselves a little bit better because that's the that's the issue here is that they don't actually understand what they want uh, and how it differs from what they're doing, which just for the record, is fucking random strangers. That's my advice. That's the total totality of it. Fair, fair. 
I'm going to I'm going to come at this slightly differently. So previously, when we've talked about guilt, I've suggested a kind of mutation of the Milgram experiment, the thing where um, people were pushed well outside their ethical comfort zones and well beyond their personal standards simply by the belief that they were taking orders from a professional. The Milgram experiment, famous experiment, uh, simulating torture at the orders of someone in a lab coat, basically. And my previous suggestions for dealing with guilt basically in involve detuning your guilt sensitivity by, by putting yourself in a bunch of scenarios where you could create the perception of an authority figure. But I, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, this could quite easily go to some fun sex stuff. It does feel like there are ways that you can do that in a sexual context, yes. But I worry the signals would get, not get all mixed up. I think there could be quite a lot of, sort of, I feel there could be quite a lot of informational attenuation in trying to trying to have that whole fandango. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to park that one. We're not going to try and sort of psychological torture our way through your guilt. Um, For once. I mean, you, know, you could just take up Catholicism, but <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of um, assume actually that this is this is probably or it could be fine. There there are lots of there are lots of ways in which this could be fine. There are lots of ways in which it could be not fine. Um, or consensual, or fine. Everyone's everyone's happy. Well, in that case, why do you feel the guilt? Um, if if it's not fine for a number of other reasons, there could be a number of other versions sort of guilt, it's, it's doing the thing isn't quite what you want. There are all sorts of bits and pieces here that uh, Mr. Conrad and his boys have covered. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the assumption that the sex itself and the sexual interactions are at least mostly healthy. Consensual, cheery, well understood, people going into it with reasonable expectations. Maybe it's, it's sort of on a hookup app or maybe it's just all in good faith. But I'm going to start from the assumption that you know what you're doing, they know what they're doing, it's all kind of fine. At which point, why might you be feeling guilt? And I'm not going to armchair diagnose here, it may not be this thing, but there's, there's a pattern I've, I've seen a few times, I've kind of arguably fallen into it a little bit myself, which is people sort of using casual sex partly as a crutch, but partly as a validation exercise. That kind of slight thing of the willingness of a, a random stranger to fuck me is validating and empowering. Kind of This says that yes, you are desirable, and doing it on a, at a reasonably high frequency, it can be a crutch to lean on, it can be a validation exercise. We love the external validations. We do. And there's a whole bunch of gender stuff that could be playing into that, as again, as boys said, this idea of sort of sex as conquest, which could also be giving you the kind of dopamine response of having achieved something. So you've got, you've got it potentially coming at you in a couple of ways. Pretty sure there's a dopamine response if they're doing it right. Wow. It's hopefully only coming at you in one way if you're doing it right. You could have that whole validation thing, you could have the whole conquest thing. Conquest thing, arguably a bit more pathological, tied up in some, potentially tied up in some gender stuff. But... I guess the question for me would be, if you're starting to feel guilty about it, maybe it's because you are kind of acknowledging some of that pathology, or maybe it's because some of the effect is wearing off. You've sort of realized that you're only doing this for the sort of the self-esteem hit, and you, you feel a bit bad. So how can we have that self-esteem hit without the pathology? How can you basically play fucking on challenge mode, but without it being exploitative, without it being, you know, kind of unpleasant? And um, and I think I think I've cracked it. I think I, I think I have a solution. You you need to make this kind of more difficult, but in a way that in a way that's sort of not necessarily harmful to anyone involved, and therefore ideally maybe a little bit fun. And so what I need you to do is draw a little face on your glands, like right on the bell end there, a little a little face with cheerful eyes, or maybe stick some googly eyes on it, or you could do not stick googly eyes directly onto your glands. Who's giving the advice here? All of us. Oh yeah. Miss Boys? 
I'm just going to a Macbeth place, you know, glands and king hereafter. Castle glands. Yeah. Do not draw a castle on it either. It would just take too long. The shading is complicated. <laughs> well, you could. Use Prit stick at worst. and uh, Yeah, wash washable glue. Yeah. So basically, you need to decorate your chap. Like, it, it needs to get proper novelty. Because when you kind of unveil the apparatus, then, uh, then you know, the other person is going to be shocked. You're going to put a lot of people off, but they'll think it's kind of funny. They'll have a good story. They'll come away with, with something amusing. So you, what you've done is you've elevated the difficulty and added that kind of a healthier version of that kind of conquest and validation mechanic. Can you, can you still have this interaction, have a good time with, I don't know, you're, you're, you're what not done up like Kermit the Frog? Can you both elevate the idea and elevate your Johnson? Yeah. And I think that's going to kind of... You can change the challenges, you can make it progressively more difficult, and you can try and do this outside of any context of other pre-existing pathologies. And I just think it's going to make it a lot more fun for you. Take the googly eyes off before you start. There is a whole world of trouble that could come from that. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's probably why drawing a little face on it is better. Mm. I mean, the googly eyes are just there for the initial surprise, I think. Likewise, any sort of Muppet-type limbs or accessories you choose to make out of crepe paper, you, you want to take that stuff off. I mean, if you can somehow train yourself to blow one of those unfurling party things with it, that would be impressive. If you could do that whilst unfurling it at the same time, like a one-two, mm. that would be really good. Yeah, that would be, that'd be very impressive. Special. Yeah, you I mean, could sort you of lodge a... roll it up in the first place, that would be pretty impressive. Yeah, lodge a party popper in there and then sort of invite them to pull the string. And there we have it. A little bit of advice for a little bit of how's your father. And if you would like some advice, you can, of course, write to us at wewillfixyoushow.gmail.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast application, or follow us on the Twitters. Yes. Stopping. Allowed to. Consent. Oh, yeah. Consent is what is stopping me.